When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. What's up, guys? Welcome in to another Wolverine Live recruiting show. I'm your host, EJ Holland. Alongside me is my co-pilot, Zach Libby. And uh, before we dive into this week's show, we do have a couple of announcements like this video and subscribe to the Wolverine YouTube channel that is completely free and uh, if you like this video it helps us get in front of other Michigan fans helps uh, get more discussion in the comment box so make sure to give this video a like also if you are not a subscriber to the Wolverine.com now is the time to do that we actually have a new promotion running right now. Uh, and it's, sorry, I have to look at my phone because I don't remember the promotion. Uh, but the promotion is $10 for four months. So we're running a spring ball special. Uh, $10 for four months gets you premium insider recruiting information, team information, basketball, basketball recruiting, NIL transfer portal, and so much more. Plus, you get to be part of a vibrant message board community featuring more than 8,000 unique individual members. So come join right now for $10 for four months. Uh, Take advantage of that deal. It is a limited time offer. I, I believe it is actually, according to my phone, only this week. So you only have this week to sign up. So make sure to do that. Uh, that's pretty much it on my end for promotional aspects. Zach, how are you feeling after you losing the popular vote and uh, getting dominated by myself in last week's fantasy Michigan recruiting draft? I got a lot of uh, heckles or jeers from uh, drafting some of these guys, but you know, the tape doesn't lie about, you know, a few in particular. So I like my squad, you know, it's, uh, you know, as long as I hold dear, dear to my opinions and that's what matters. I believe the popular vote was around 75, 25 or something like that. So it seems like Zach's team definitely doesn't have a shot, especially with his two tight ends, unfortunately. Probably the worst uh, part of his draft. But uh, we're not here to, to, to make fun of Libby. Though you can continue to uh, to jeer him, I guess, in on social media and in the YouTube comments. If you missed last week's show, we did something unique where we drafted Michigan targets. And, of course, Zach tried to cheat and took some players that – we're on the fringe of being eligible and still got dominated. So if you want to watch last week's show, please go do that. Uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a good way for 
us to to get to know more of the 24 recruits for you guys to get to know more of the 24 recruits and why we are high on them all right so uh this week's show we're going to talk about some big time targets some definite movement and before we do that we actually have a super chat and remember guys that's the announcement i forgot to say early in the show uh, this is a super chat show. This is more of a structured podcast. Tomorrow is my Wednesday Q&A where I answer all of your questions. But if you want to get your questions answered, you do have to click the donate button and that super chat money goes directly into our travel budget. And it helps us get on the road. And both Libby and I were on the road bringing you exclusive scoops over at the Wolverine.com. All right. Shane Johnson, 499 super chat. Shout out to Shane. Our producer Hutch failed us again with no Ric Flair gift. So he, he's sleeping on the job today. Uh, lots of Jaden Davis chatter on Ohio sites. Um, should be we should we be worried? And is he coming to Michigan for the spring game? And would he have to commit then, then to get him in the class? Sorry, I cannot read today, apparently. Um, look, I know Ohio State um, is feeling a little better about Jaden Davis, but there was no way to go but up for Jaden Davis. Remember, they burned a lot of bridges in that recruitment when – it seemed like Jaden Davis was their guy last year. Instead, they ended up getting a commitment from uh, Dylan Rayola. And, of course, you know, things kind of fell apart with Davis after that. You know, fast forward to now, and Rayola is back on the open market after decommitting from Ohio State. And the Buckeyes have circled back to Jaden Davis. Ryan Day visited Providence Day School last month to check in on Davis. So I do think that there could be some more interest in Ohio state. The more they're able to mend those fences, then maybe uh, I'm not going to be overly concerned about Ohio state until I hear that the bridges have actually been repaired. I think they're in the process of being repaired uh, and he makes it out to Columbus for a visit. If he makes it out to Columbus for a visit, then, yeah, it's definitely uh, time to get worried about Ohio State. But as of today, I'm not overly concerned. It is the dead period, so it's not like Davis can go anywhere. We still <clears throat> have more than a week to go before the end of the dead period. And then I think we'll learn a lot more about his recruitment. As things stand right now, again, Michigan, I still believe, has the lead but we'll see. And like I've mentioned before, I think this recruitment could go into spring. Um, depending on what you classify spring as, I look at spring as March 1st, since that's the turn of the recruiting calendar. But I guess the official, I was alerted that the official start date of spring on the actual calendar is March 20th. Either way, I think it goes uh, into next month and it'll be interesting to see which schools Davis visits. Now, from what I was able to gather this weekend from my time down in the Carolinas, and although I did not get to see Davis because he was out of town and did not play with Channing Goodwin and Jordan Ship at the seven on seven tournament I was at, um, it, it seems that he does want to get back to Michigan, and that is expected to happen. Uh, checked around with some program sources, there is no definitive date set. But it does look like he will return to Michigan for a spring practice, so not necessarily the spring game. 
Now, when he returns for the spring practice, uh, yeah, I think it is important for Michigan to get him to commit then or shortly thereafter. If Davis continues to bulk at a decision and does not commit on his spring visit to Michigan, whenever that is, if it's March you know, 18th for that big weekend, if it's closer to the spring game, if it's for the spring game, you know, we'll, we'll see. But if Michigan cannot get him to commit after that visit, and I've been saying this for a while now, they absolutely have to expand the quarterback board. Like, get get in on Michael Van Buren more, uh, recruit some other quarterbacks. And, and it's not just because I like Van Buren. Like, you got to expand the board, man. I don't, I don't care who you recruit at quarterback. It doesn't have to be Van Buren. It can be somebody else. You can circle back to Isaac Wilson, who visited in the fall. Just get more quarterbacks on the board. Continue to recruit Davis. Apply some pressure to him. And it looks like Kirk Campbell is at least in touch with other 2024 quarterbacks. But I think... Here's the deal. If you see Michigan expand the quarterback board after the Jaden Davis visit, I think that's a telling sign that they're not as optimistic for now. They're just continuing to touch base with guys and not really pushing for others. So I think that tells you that they are still optimistic with Jaden Davis, but March will tell us a lot about that recruitment. I think that was as good of a summary as I could have given Zach, any uh, additional thoughts, anything you uh, disagree with or agree with? I mean, I think, well, first off, I have actually, I've asked somebody who is in the know of Ohio state's football recruiting and, you know, they are indeed going to make an effort and they are, as they continue are talking with him to what avail, who really knows at this point, but I mean, yeah, I imagine he comes up for the spring for spring practice, maybe with Channing Goodwin and Jordan Schiff as well. Um, maybe David Sanders as well. But look, I, I, I can't I've said it long before that I've I've never really had a concern about Jane Davis pushing his recruitment back as much as he has. Um, even I said in August, if he doesn't come in, in the fall or the winter, it's not like I'm putting the panic button on it and I I probably I wanted Michigan fans to assure that as well. Obviously you want a quarterback in the class to be the face of the group and continue recruiting other guys. But I mean, it's, he just wants to make a decision. If he wants to take his time with it, it's not like I'm, I'm not changing my prediction anytime soon, just because of him wanting to um, delay it a little bit. Um, in terms of expanding the board, I think Kirk, Michael Van Buren, again, is a good sign, obviously. You've seen him quite enough, and I think we're both high on the ceiling. So uh, as long as Michigan just stays in touch with guys like Van Buren and other guys like, I don't know, Michael Hawkins or maybe offer a kid like Isaac Wilson, um, it's not a bad idea. It's actually a good idea, but um, not putting the panic button on Jane Davis, in my opinion, is just not the time right now. Right, so that about does it for the Jaden Davis summary. Like I said, we'll, we should know more after the dead period, but he is expected to return to campus. Once we get that date, we will report on the date. Um, and like I said, guys, it is the Super Chat show. I see others asking uh, questions here. My Q&A is tomorrow night. So if you have a question today, you can follow in Shane Johnson's path and click the donate. Uh, hit us with a Super Chat. And that money goes directly to our travel budget. 
All right, we do have some topics to get to. We've spent the first 10 minutes here talking about Jaden Davis, but we do have some important news to cover here in the world of Michigan recruiting. Starting off with Dylan Stewart, the nation's number one edge out of Washington, D.C. As I first reported over at the Wolverine.com, Dylan Stewart is set to make a return visit to Michigan. That visit will take place on March 18th. Stewart was last on campus last offseason, so it's been a while since he's been to Ann Arbor. Uh, great job here by the Michigan staff, everybody involved in this recruitment just to get Stewart back on campus. And like I said, Michigan's a player here. When I went out to, to see Stewart in Washington a uh, few weeks ago, he was very high on Michigan. I came back feeling like Michigan was firmly in his top group and now obviously getting a return visit for the spring. Dylan Roney. Uh, Mike Elston and even Mike Hart, who is the uh, area recruiter in D.C. and has known friendships, head coach Mike Hunter for several years, have all made an impact on Stewart and those around him. He is a hellacious edge. He is very, very well built at six foot five, 235 pounds. We're talking about a really thick lower half, a thick upper half. He's definitely not your typical tall lanky edge guy that needs to add weight i mean he's built like a tank he was extremely impressive when i saw him last fall and it's no surprise that he's a top 30 player on three of the four recruiting services which would make him a five star at the end of the cycle 24 7 with a garbage ranking there but uh, absolutely love Stewart. i think that a lot of people um you know, on the site uh, over at the Wolverine, and I'm sure in the YouTube comments are saying, but EJ, he's so highly rated. What about NIL? Yeah, no, definitely, man. Like NIL will likely be somewhat of a factor here. I mean, I'm not cer certainly not dismissing that at all, but here are a couple of things. One, Stewart really likes Michigan. He's paying on his own dime for the second time to get up to Ann Arbor uh, Two. He is a Michigan type of kid. He's uh, He goes to a school that prides itself in academics as well. Uh, he's a soft-spoken, high-academic kid. He uh, knows what Michigan has done from an edge production standpoint. He really loves NFL, uh, the NFL development. He's seen Aiden Hutchinson, David Ajabo, Mike Morris, guys like that really get developed at Michigan. And that's been, from what I've been able to gather, a huge selling point for Michigan is the developmental standpoint from the edge position. And that's something that's really resonating uh, with Stewart. I do think that NIL could creep in like it always does. And you have NIL schools involved like South Carolina, which actually might have the lead in this recruitment right now. Uh, but I don't think Michigan is completely out of it. I do think uh, at all. I mean, like I said, they're in the top group, but I do think they need to get that kind of base salary model going in, something to start getting NIL rolling. And I think if they are able to land Aaron Childs, that's a help. Childs and Stewart spent some time together uh, at, at different camps last year. I saw them both at the Ray Lewis camp in Cleveland. And I think landing Childs would definitely help with Stewart. And on top of that, you can say, hey, here's a top 100 recruit from your own home region that you know really well, that you know is a monster linebacker. He committed to Michigan despite, you know, the the 
lack of uh, a true NIL plan on the recruiting trail. And I, I'm sure Childs would be an active uh, recruiter for, for Stewart. So I think getting Childs on board would help. I think this recruitment is going to go in for the long haul. So I wouldn't be surprised to see Stewart return for an official visit in the summer or something like that. But I think it's very significant that he's coming in for a spring visit. And, you know, yeah, NIL is going to always be in the back of our minds. It scarred us last cycle for a good reason. But I do think Michigan's doing as good of a job um, recruiting Stewart as it can do. Uh, Zach, any additional thoughts on Stewart? I mean, yeah, having South Carolina in his group of schools that are standing out is a big deal considering, you know, Sterling Lucas is the defensive defensive end coach. Um, and he's, you know, you've talked about him before. He's one of the best recruiters in the nation right now um, with Ohio State also, you know, obviously Stewart went there for a visit and uh, Larry Johnson at Ohio State is also widely respected for his recruiting efforts. So I think with um, Dylan Roney and Mike Hart, um, going at it with this recruitment as the leaders, I think it shows one that Dylan Roney is probably one of the more underrated recruiters on Michigan staff for how young he is. Um, just being able to relate to these kids and having the, um, I guess the motivations and the efforts um, to just go out in the country and, you know, flex the development of Michigan. And then plus with Mike Hart, I think, Kim is a recruiter. I think we've noticed what he can do on the trail in November during the contact period. So if, uh, as well as the guys in 2024 that worked hard at his position. So I think those two together um, can make some really good noise and just great communication and building up that relationship. Definitely. So let's go ahead and move on to another five-star level prospect. And that is Justin Scott out of Chicago. Big-time defensive lineman, has an argument as the number one defensive lineman in the entire country. Uh, Scott actually was the number one overall pick in our draft last week and would have been the number one overall pick had I had that pick. Libby actually got him on the team and, once again, still lost. But uh, anyway, let's talk about Justin Scott's recruitment. Let's throw it over to Zach because... Zach, you were just in Chicago a few days ago and had a chance to see Justin Scott at his basketball game. What can you tell the Michigan community about his recruitment and where the Wolverines stand? Yeah, so this is, you know, we saw I saw him a couple of weeks after he obviously pushed back his recruitment. The original plan was for the 31st of last month which was his birthday, but now he's going to take it to after the official visits just to figure out who his top schools are continuing uh, relationships with each school and just really settling down just because he wants to experience this like every other high school recruit who's top in the nation. Um, we also know that he's scheduled two official visits. The first is in Georgia in mid April. And then the second is in June to Miami. Um, both defensive line coaches at Georgia and Miami have visited um, Scott, Dave, Miami in particular, bombed down for a game in October, and Georgia saw him at a school in Chicago in January. Um, with those three available official visits, he mentioned to me verbatim that it's Ohio State and Michigan. Notre Dame was not included for an official visit. Now, I'm not, it's not to say that Notre Dame is out of it. Um, my assumption is that he wants to take these official visits to schools out of region. Obviously, South Bend is close to Chicago, so you can go see him anytime he wants. 
So with Ohio State and Michigan, we can go back to Larry Johnson again with recruitment, who was building a relationship with Scott, and they brought him in for a game. With Michigan State, um, Mike Elson has been all the way back to late March when they offered. Um, the relationship between Scott and Elson goes beyond football. Um, he has told both of us in interviews that we both have a similar hobby in cooking, um, particularly pet pasta dishes. Um, his mom and head coach um, are key elements in this recruitment, and they both mentioned the high academic combination with athletics, and I think that resonates with Scott as well. I also think distance um, means a lot. Is means a lot too. Um, I. I, th- I think people are putting this off, this recruitment, as Michigan doesn't have a shot. But I am – maybe it's just me being optimistic, but I am firm that Michigan will get at least an official visit. Um, whether or not he comes back in the spring is up in the air because he doesn't have anything planned for the next two months. But if he does indeed taking maybe one or two more official visits, I do believe Michigan and Ohio State will get the final two. Um in that case, I think Michigan, that would be a win, at least in Michigan's eyes, because it would be a more extended time to show him the opportunities that are presented on campus, including development at the defensive line position, which Scott truly, truly loves. Um, I think being able to be on campus for two days outside of just seeing the game um, for the Michigan State game when he last there, being around Elston more in person, seeing Elston's family, having his mom be around the, be around Elson more. Um, I think moving forward, we'll know more about Scott's recruitment after the Georgia visit in April, just because, you know, the, the pushback date of the commitment happened around the time that uh, Georgia offered. And I know they're gaining a lot of momentum. Obviously Miami is attracting a lot of recruits just because of the coaching staff there, but in reality, I think Elston has done enough to at least put Michigan in a contention for the official. Once that happens, I think it's just up to Scott to figure out where, where he truly belongs. So on my end, just to, to add to it, sorry, my mic went to mute, uh, everyone, but hopefully you guys can hear me. Um, just to add to it, I, I don't think that Michigan is out of it for Justin Scott. At all, I think the decision pushback definitely helps. I know people are saying, well, look at this national report where Michigan wasn't mentioned. Like Libby just saw him <laughs> two days ago so and, and got it directly from the horse's mouth. He got it directly from Justin Scott. So I think it's positive that Michigan is being considered for that official visit. Now, in no way am I saying that I think Michigan leads or that I'm ready to put in a prediction. Not close at all. This is going to be an extremely tough recruitment to win. Uh, But Justin Scott, again, he uh, is a high academic kid. He really likes what Michigan has to offer off the field. He likes Michigan's defensive line production and the way the defense played last year. There are some Michigan influences around St. Ignatius. And I think that helps as well. Um, He originally wanted to stay closer to home. So I I do think that proximity could help as well. Uh, But yeah, I mean, look, like I mentioned with Stewart, I think it would be very helpful for Michigan to get an NIL plan in place. Not that Stewart or Scott are super NIL kids. Like that's all they care about. But I do think anything that, can give Michigan a boost on that end, especially for two guys that are as highly touted as Stewart or Scott is a must. 
we have been hearing soon, soon, soon with NIL for far too long. The dead period is almost over. These guys are going to make their spring visits. It is time to do something about NIL and stop saying soon. Jesus Christ. All right. Next. (laughs) What's the next topic? Jordan Ship. All right. Let's talk about Jordan Ship, who is not as highly touted as Dylan Stewart uh, and Justin Scott, but uh, is a key target in the 2024 recruiting class. Jordan Ship is uh, a guy that was dominant when i saw him this past weekend uh, out at the myrtle beach seven on seven tournament ship was arguably the best player there uh outside of kj bolden and i think you could argue that he was just on par with kj bolden who is a five-star defense back out of georgia but jordan ship man i mean so so impressive i've been banging the drum for jordan ship for a long time we always talk about Jaden davis because It's a quarterback. We talk about Channing Goodwin a lot because he's a legacy recruit. And I think we forget that Jordan Ship is just a great prospect in his own right. He didn't even have Jaden Davis at quarterback and was out there and put on a tremendous show. Like he completely took over that tournament. And even when I saw him in game, a lot of Jaden Davis's stats, like if you look at Jaden Davis's yards, you're like, oh, wow, look, Jaden Davis three for 300 yards or whatever. That was a lot of Jordan Ship taking short passes and turning them into big plays. Same with Channing Goodwin. So I think Jordan Ship is, again, a terrific prospect in his own right. I have been saying that Jordan Ship is very undervalued by the recruiting services. Looks like Rivals is the only one that has him as a top 300 player. On three, has him as a three-star, 24-7 as a three-star, and ESPN does not have him rated yet. Um which, you know, ESPN is always an anomaly. But when you look at on three and 24-7, I think both have them really undervalued. Both have them as high three-star prospects. But I think Jordan Ship is an easy four-star prospect. He's six foot two, 183 pounds. He has really good size, great catch radius, very physical outside receiver, uh, a guy that just catches everything in his vicinity, super strong hands, maybe the strongest hands out of any wide receiver target uh, on Michigan's 2024 recruiting board. So can't say enough good things about Jordan ship. I think he would be a very quality land uh, for Ron Bellamy in terms of his recruitment. He just released his, uh, his top eight. No surprise. Michigan is included in that top eight. He's been to campus three times, uh, including for the uh, Michigan state game. In October, he told me he's planning to make a return trip with Davis and Goodwin at some point this spring, probably for a spring practice uh, next month and not necessarily the spring game, but no date truly locked in. And you look at his top eight. I mean, it's not like there's a program really on par with Michigan, right? Like, who, who am I really afraid of here? Maybe Kentucky. You know, that's a school that both Goodwin and Ship have talked highly of in the past. But the the schools I'm probably the most concerned about are the in-state schools. I think it's really going to come down to whether or not Jordan uh, Ship wants to leave the region. Does he want to stay close to home? If he does, then I think it'll be one of North Carolina or NC State. Both schools have made him a top priority. Both schools have uh, really, really impressed him and his family. So he has two options close to home. I think all the other schools are kind of irrelevant. I'm not really worried about them, Uh, but it's, it's really, can he bring himself to leave 
home and go to Michigan? And I, I think the answer could be yes. I mean, he's been there so many times. He has a great relationship with Ron Bellamy. And Ship, another, I keep saying high academic throughout the podcast, but he's another uh, kid that fits the the character mold. He was a team captain as a junior at Providence Day, which I think is a big deal. You know, Jaden Davis wasn't a team captain. Shannon Goodwin wasn't a team captain. It was Jordan Ship that was a team captain as a junior. He fits the mold of, of a Michigan man, and I think he knows that. I think it's just, hey, am I going to leave home or not leave home? I don't think that Jaden Davis's decision – will make a huge impact on, you know, if it, let's say Jaden Davis goes elsewhere, right? I don't think that puts Michigan out of the race for Jordan Ship. Definitely not for Channing Goodwin, who's a legacy recruit. I think that Jordan Ship's going to make his decision on his own. And you have to remember that Ship and Goodwin are really close. Jaden Davis just transferred in last year. And while they've known each other since before that, I think the guys that are the closest of those three are Ship and Goodwin. Um but overall, I really like where Michigan stands. I think they can impress him again on this offseason visit. I, I think winning over his his family would go a long way. And, and that's why I think you're seeing Ship take it into, into the summer is just because he still has to kind of see whether or not he wants to leave home, whether his family wants him to leave home, what the, the best fit is for him uh, from a location standpoint. But I think Michigan, you know, if he does leave the state of North Carolina, uh, would likely be the pick. Right now, I have no prediction in for Jordan Ship because I still think he is kind of teetering with that decision. Zach, you know Jordan Ship well as well. So, you know, any other feelings on Ship and his recruitment? Yeah, I mean, I've asked him in the past about distance, considering, like you said, NC State and North Carolina have made him the guy. Same with Channing. But, I mean, if you really think about it, I mean, a flight from Charlotte to Detroit is less than two hours. And I think, I, I, considering how much they visited last year, I think the just the easy access to get to the Detroit area from Charlotte, you know, is pretty reasonable. Um, I think the only pro- thing is, like, for instance, like NC State, their wide receivers coach, like Jordan Ship talks about him a lot. Um, Joker Phillips, like NC State is probably the one where I would say I would probably put a prediction if it wasn't Michigan, just because of how much A, he's visited and B, how much NC State has made the guy. Whenever an NC school makes you the guy, I mean, it's it's hard to pass up. But with Michigan, obviously, Ron Bellamy has talked to Ship and Goodwin how their chemistry would be much needed at Michigan. I think that means a lot. I think the family feel at Michigan, you know, all the coaches that have either visited him or he's talked to personally, including Jim Harbaugh, I think that means a lot for his family and him. Uh, one big thing about the coaching staff is that, you know, once Ship, retires or quits football um the goal is to be a coach for the school that he plays for or like a off-field role and with michigan obviously there's so many alumni that have played for michigan and then have came back and that's even the personnel staff like denard robinson chris bryant especially um he's talked about before about you know just sitting down with chris who's the director of high school relations and just learning about how Michigan welcomes back former players and still wants them in around the facilities. I think that's something that Jordan really cares about. Um, I think also just the, the fact that all of his teammates are being equally 
um, regarded as top guys. I think that means something as well. But again, I think there's one thing that's missing that maybe doesn't get talked about is just how much Michigan is able, is just bringing these guys back and appreciates former players. And I think if Jordan does end up going that route where he wants to be a coach or an analyst, I think Michigan can give him that opportunity. And that's something they seriously considering. Yeah, and it, it is important to note that um, Jordan is a coach's kid. His father's not a coach at Providence Day, but I believe he's a coach at a lower uh, lower level program, not a Division One program. Um, I know his father did play for Florida, which is surprising that Florida is not uh, really in contention in this recruitment. But Ship is just a great kid, man. There aren't enough great things to say about Jordan Ship. I think both Libby and I have had nothing but great interactions with both Jordan Ship and Channing Goodwin. I think both would be assets to the program on and off the field as high character guys, as leaders, and they're both really, really good wide receivers. So, uh, again, I saw Jordan Ship in Myrtle Beach this past weekend, uh, along with Channing Goodwin, and we'll have a ton of content on both of them over at thewolverine.com throughout the week. So make sure to subscribe today for just $10. Uh, I think you can get that promotion man i'm gonna have to memorize that promotion because i don't really know what it is uh but it is ten dollars and that gets you four weeks of access or four months of access look at that (laughs) (laughs) terrible at promotions um four months of access so ten dollars for four months not four weeks get out of here with the week four weeks four months that gets you through uh, June 21st. So that gets you through some official visits in June, through all of spring football, through the end of basketball season, a ton of visits happening throughout the spring, the spring game, uh, a lot going on over on the fort, our message board community as well, a ton of discussion. So make sure to sign up today uh, for just $10 for four months. Thank you to our producer, Hutch, for pulling up that promotion and saving me from Uh, not knowing what it was. But uh, now you guys know what it is now that we've repeated it. So make sure to sign up today. As always, like this video. It helps it get in front of other Michigan fans and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We appreciate Shane Johnson one last time for uh, dropping a super chat. And you guys can join me tomorrow on my Wednesday show where Libby is not allowed. So uh, appreciate you guys. (laughs) Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.